Hi, and thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying learning about all these concepts, how to change our relationship with our kids, how to change our relationship with ourselves, how to have healthy boundaries, how to have more compassion for ourselves. All of these things boil down to one main concept, think, feel, do. Our thoughts or the way that we think creates how we feel and how we feel is the emotion that then fuels what we do. So if we want to change anything in our lives, it starts with our thoughts. If you would like to take these concepts and implement them, not just listen to them and think, okay, that's lovely. That's interesting. If you really want to have it change your life, it starts with implementation. Come to my free workshop, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Parenting on November 23rd and 24th with an open coaching call on November 29th. A recording will be available for everyone who registers. I hope to see you there. Bring a friend. Hey, I'm Crystal, a certified life coach and mom of four. In this podcast, we combine radical connection and positive parenting theories with the how-to, life coaching tools and mindset work to completely transform our relationship with our children. Join me on my journey, unleash your inner parenting expert, and become the mother you've always wanted to be. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and rate this podcast on Apple and check out my transformative monthly membership for moms in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to the podcast today, Creating Connection with Our Adult Children with Bonnie Lyman. Bonnie Lyman is a mother of five adult children. She's a certified faith-based life coach. She decided that she wanted to build a business around helping moms who want to stop struggling in their relationships with their adult children after she had been heartbroken from various challenges with her own adult children. She learned how to stop hurting and start living the life she wanted to live through learning that what the real cause of her problem was. She was letting her brain tell her lies. When she learned how to manage her thoughts, she found peace in her life. She helps mom get past the hurt of this new role in their children's lives by helping them understand why are they feeling so heartbroken and how to feel peace and acceptance in the kind of relationship they are now having with their adult children. Hello, Bonnie. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be able to talk to your audience and I'm just delighted that you invited me to be on your podcast. I am too, especially because I haven't had anybody come and speak about relationships with our adult children. I talk a lot about toddlers all the way to teenagers. Um, and I did do some on like, you know, teens and young adults, but we haven't really dug into like what happens when your kids are adults and they have their own kids. And then how do we have relationships with them? So I'm super excited to dig into this topic. Um, but before we get there, I would love for us to tell you about you and what you do, and then also how you got started doing this. Okay. So what I do is I help women that want to stop struggling in their relationship or their connection, however you want to word it, uh, with their adult children. And I, I got started in this because I just saw... Uh, so many women that were struggling in that. And the thing of it is, is people kind of warn you about when you're going to have teenage children and there could be some challenges there, but nobody ever talks about having um, adult children. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and kind of the disconnect that will happen. So if you notice, we call them adult children. So they're an adult and we're an adult. And so you get a lot of adult opinions. And yet, because you were the parent and maybe a little bit older and had a few more experiences, we tend to want to default, well, I know it's best. Yeah. (laughs) And we forget they have their agencies. So I look upon it. You are actually quitting one job and starting another. Yeah. And it's, you go from someone just needing you, you know, as your kids got older when they were living at home or with you or whatever circumstances to, um, they might still need you, but they don't want to need you. And they want to try these things and they want to learn on their own. And yet, you know, it used to be what father knows best, but we still think mother knows best. And we kind of want to interfere. So I I could see that um, after I had gone through some challenges with my adult children, you know, exactly what my role was and how it was changed. They, as they were going through their challenges, they didn't need me to give them suggestions. And uh, as parents, if, if they asked us, we would offer some, but they needed to always be loved and felt that we loved them. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what it comes down to. So, yeah. you know, I kind of called my program Loving on Purpose. And our, you know, our brain wants to default, no, something has gone wrong, where where really they are just going through their school, their life's lessons, mm-hmm. and learning the things they need to learn in this life. And we we need to kind of stay out of it and not meddle in them learning the best way that they can learn these life's lessons. Yeah. I love that you said that it's just like learning to love them and love them on purpose, because that really is what I teach to moms of with kids of any age. I think that that's always the solution. Like, let's just love them anyways. We don't know what's going on with them. Even if we think we do, even if we see what's happening, we never really know what's going on inside of themselves. And so just loving them anyways, I think that's, um, just always the answer. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do now. So do you work mostly with, um, do you work with couples or with moms that are struggling with their adult children? Um, I, I only, well, I would work with dads, but usually dads get it. Dads aren't so emotionally tied up. They don't take it so personally Mm -hmm. where you see the first thing when I start working with moms is they tend to blame themselves. So first we have to get over that huddle that yeah. you, know, you you did not do anything wrong that you you probably never got up and said, well, I think I'm going to mess things up for my kids today. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so you you know, we all did the best we could. And if 
if there's so many more tools out there now mm-hmm. uh, and podcasts and books and everything that are there to help us, but really it's just helping us change our mindset about our role as a mother. But if uh, if you were supposed to know those things before, they would have been there for you, but they weren't. And yeah. so you you just have to give yourself some love and some grace that, hey, I, re- I really felt like I did the best I could. And yeah. so then when they go off, it's it's really kind of easy. The only thing we have to do for our adult children is to love them. Now, you know, I help my clients see, well, what does that look like to them mm-hmm. to love someone? You know, it may mean setting some sort of a boundary. It may be being a cheerleader. It may be being silent. It may be uh, not uh, nagging them or not making them feel guilty because they went to their spouse's three Thanksgiving dinners in a row and didn't come. Didn't come to yours. Your house, you know. So it's, it's, you know, it's learning kind of to be available but not to feel like you have to uh, guide them and remind them <laughs> of, yeah. of choices. Yeah, the dynamic really shifts in in when they become adults because in the regular parent-child dynamic, you have like kind of the parent at the top and the child's looking to the parent to see like, how should I behave? And is this okay? And is this not okay? And all of those kinds of things that we do in a healthy parent-child dynamic. And then they switch and they become adults and they're like our equals. And we have this like co-partnership kind of, and we're like, how does this work now? Now when like they have their own ideas and opinions and I want to love them, but also I might not necessarily agree with the way they're living their life or that they're not coming to Thanksgiving dinner or that they're not staying for as long as I want them to at Christmas or any of the things that might come up, um, which I'm sure come up in most families. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the struggles that people come with when they first come to see you? Like what, what does that usually look like when they're struggling in a parent-adult relationship? Okay. Um surprisingly enough it it may be as simple but it all stems back to the same thing is they are not uh getting the attention from their adult children that they thought they would as in the form of calling them a certain amount of times uh mm-hmm. responding to their texts immediately uh Maybe, you know, like I said, deciding, no, they're not coming to uh, yeah, my house for Thanksgiving. Uh, and so what it comes down to, it's almost like we are expecting our children to fulfill our needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times it's, there's, the probably the most common feeling that comes up is resentment. You know, they they should be showing me more appreciation. 
They should be showing me more respect. They should be reaching out to me more. Where I I say, well, you know, in a way, that's kind of being selfish. What the only thing you have control over is you. So who do you want to be? Yeah. What what can you do to show love, respect, and appreciation to your kids? Because we all have the same needs. Our kids, just because we raised our kids, they are not obligated to pay us back in any emotional payback. Mm-hmm. Now, when you do get one, I go, cha-ching, I just got a paycheck. And it feels really good, but I I am not going to be in misery that my child is not following my manual. So we all kind of have a manual that we didn't even know we had of how an adult child should respond to their mother mm-hmm. or their father. But I, I just think women take it more personally. Men oftentimes think, oh, oh yeah, he didn't call me on Father's Day. They don't even think about it. Yeah. But a mother is kind of counting. <laughs> counting know? on that. I um as you were speaking, I was thinking about this couple that I coached. It was a while ago. And um it actually was the it was both the mother and the father that were struggling with their relationship with their adult child. And it was a younger adult child. And it really was the same idea that you're talking about, like. They don't want to spend time with me. They only want to spend time with their girlfriend. They don't want to hang out with me. They don't want to call me. They don't want to do all of these things. And as the you know session progressed, it became apparent that because they had this idea or this story in their mind that they weren't dropping by as much. They weren't texting as much. They weren't calling as much. They weren't reaching out on their end as much, even though they kind of felt like they were at the beginning. The more we got clear on it, they really weren't. So I think beyond just like, you know, we don't need to focus so much on what they're doing or not doing. It also makes us show up in a way in that relationship that's kind of pushing them even further away, either like calling and texting them all the time and, you know, flooding them with things or pushing away ourselves because we're hurt or offended. Right, right. We get kind of graspy, but it's hard. It's hard to know, okay, what is my responsibility? You know, when do I intervene? And there are times, you know, that only you as the parent of that child will know when you need to intervene. Um, you know, I've heard of cases of daughters that were being uh, physically abused by their husbands and they stepped in and said, you're, you're I, I'm taking you out of this situation and you're going to come live with us for a little while till we figure out what you really want to do about this. Um, but most of the time, our kids, they just really want to figure things out on themselves. Mm-hmm. And I can remember uh, just going to the uh, minor emergency clinic once. I cut myself real bad. And this guy's stitching me up. And we got talking. He asked me what I did. And he goes, oh, my gosh, my mother needs to talk to you. (laughs) And he even said, I stay away from my mother because if I go to talk to her, then she just goes on and on. And she goes, you know, she harps on me. Oh, this feels so good. Why don't you contact me more often? And 
He said, it's just a guilt trip. So on on the very thing of where we're, we're trying to show interest, we are sometimes repelling our children away from mm-hmm. us. Number one, our children just want us to be happy. Yeah. And so that kind of means maybe at this time of your life, I mean, a lot of people I work with have children out of the house and they have children in the house. So, you know, they're doing uh, both roles still. They've got both jobs, you could say. But you have got to find something that is fulfilling and just really rocks your boat. And that's that's one of the reasons I got into life coaching. There was a time that came in my life. Um, my husband and I went on a mission to Africa with our church, and I came home, and I thought I just I just can't be dependent from getting all my dopamine hits or whatever you want to call it, all my joy from associating. And uh, with my kids and my grandkids, because as your grandkids get older, they get more involved mm-hmm. and everybody, you know, everybody just, they just want mom, grandma, they just want you happy. So in some situations, it is totally fulfilled from your adult children and those families. But oftentimes it's it's not and then then we go to well how come my kids aren't interested in what i'm doing in my life they never ask me what's going on and so you you have to find that satisfaction and fulfill your own needs and uh it's not easy all of this is not easy mainly mm-hmm. because we were not prepared for our kids not needing us and wanting to be around us every second. I mean, if I think about it, if if my kids were having to call me all the time for advice, you know, I almost need to question my parenting more on that. Did I not teach them how to um, problem solve, you know, in their life? And yet, yeah, this deep down, would I like that? Oh, yes. We like anybody to ask us for advice. Yeah. Though, you know? Yeah. We're like, we just call us anytime. And I found when I was a first a young mom, I did do that often. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I had no idea it was this hard. But as I kind of grew and like what you said, problem solving skills, figuring that out on my own. Um, and I think we always need them, but I think that the need is so different. It's like, you know, on the sidelines of like, let's you, I want you to be there and I want to know that you love me and that you're there in case I need you. But that's very different from like, I'm going to call you every day and I'm going to always respond to your texts and I'm going to, you know, come over all the time. And, and that might be really tricky in those relationships. Um, do you, what about like really difficult relationships where it's not just like, okay, you're not calling or texting me enough, but maybe, there's not a lot of contact or whatever contact there is. It's, it's a big conflict. Do you, do you see that in your practice a lot? Yes, I, I see it a lot as in, um, the child will say, 
I don't want you texting me. I don't want you calling me. I don't want to see you again. You know, there's this total Mm -hmm. break. And we kind of call that estrangement. And so, you know, there, there is a process that, yes, you have valid reason for feeling hurt. So you just got to feel hurt and you got to mm-hmm. grieve about that for a while. But then you have to decide, I, I'm i never going to give up because things ne- never stay the same. I'm not going to give up that one day our relationship will be better. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit around and just be miserable the rest of my life hurting that my child has done this. I need to move on in life. And whatever that means to you, it's it's okay. Who do I want to be? And what do I need to do to get there? So, you know, maybe you decide uh, I want to go back to school or I want to get involved in hobbies. I want to go to work. I want to travel. I want to do more volunteer work in my community i'm going to look for somebody that i can connect with that she needs me and i need her or you know there's just so many options and i i just believe if you have the desire and you kind of give your brain that assignment okay you got to find something else that rocks your boat now in Mm -hmm. your life that you will find it yeah. You know, you don't even have to know, you know, right now what you possibly want to do, but just realizing I have the choice to be miserable or I have the choice to move on and move forward, hoping and even believing, hey, things don't say, stay the same. I'm hopeful one day we reconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love everything that you're saying. I think that, um, it really has to do with us. Like I talk about this a lot when, with younger moms, with younger kids that are like just putting their whole identity on their children. Right. And then when their children does something wrong, then they make it mean something about them. And then when their children move off and go to college, then it's like, that is their whole life because they made that their whole life. And so what I typically tell people is the same, like, let's figure out something you're passionate about now. And that's the same advice that you're giving is like, let's figure out like, what is your passion? What can your focus be? And as you thrive, those relationships will start to thrive. And that when you're in that really struggling, disconnected kind of relationship, when you can heal and forgive and move on, um, that's kind of where the healing will probably come in, in that relationship. If it's going to come, it won't come from the, you know, I'm hurt and offended and, and not going to talk to you anymore either type energy. Right. And I think if you talk to any mother, parent, you know, when they're raising their kids, one of the things they would say they hoped would happen as their kids left the nest, that they would be independent. And so Mm -hmm. now they become independent. And we don't like it. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. So many moms are like, I just want them to be able to do this on their own, to zip up their coat, to put their, you know, yeah. seatbelt on, to drive themselves to school. And then, <laughs> then they're finally or, independent. And we're like, wait a second, can you be less, less independent? <laughs> right. 
Right. And so, you know, we don't even realize that because we didn't realize that in order for them to be independent, you know, there's got to be a break. Another thing Mm -hmm. is to think back when you were that age. And, you know, how, how, how were you treated? Or, you know, you may not like how you were treated. You know, what did you want? You, you know, everybody wants freedom. Your kids want the freedom to be able to make decisions on their own and learn how to pick themselves up when they make a mistake. And it may take them a long time to do that. And we, we want the freedom to not be unhappy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that our kids are acting like adults and exercising their agency. Yeah. Yeah. They're people too. And they grew up to become people. And now we're like, wait a second, what does this mean for me? So, um, What's one kind of last tip that you could leave with us of, of all of the difficulties and problems that you see with your clients and in your own relationships, your friends' relationships, what do you think would be one tip that could help somebody that's struggling, that's listening to this conversation today? Well, I think one thing, and this sounds kind of weird, is you really need to become a little more arrogant. You need to have a little more self-confidence. I was a good mom. I did the best I could. And then also go to curiosity. I wonder why they are choosing to never call me. I wonder why they are choosing to uh, go on drugs. Mm -hmm. I wonder, you know, just get curious. Um, I like the thought, if I thought, like they thought, how would I be acting? Mm -hmm. And a good analogy of that was when there was all the ruckus when President Trump was in office. I heard somebody say that if you thought like he thought, and I'm not taking sides here politically, but if you thought like he thought, how would you be acting? And so it's kind of putting yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. and and looking at a uh, you know perspective of wanting to enjoy this freedom if you remember what it felt like when you got your driver's license it was like whoa you know you just felt so free and you feel like you had more power in your life so our adult children are they're enjoying not being under the umbrella of us. Yeah. And we're missing that they're just not as close to us and need us. I mean, it feels really good to be needed. So we have to give up our own desires for their desires and let them become who they're supposed to become. Yeah. Just let them be. And I love your tip of like, let's just get into their shoes and let's figure out what's going on with them because it helps us become more empathetic to what's going on there. We're like, okay, yeah, I get why they might be thinking this or why they might be doing this. And, and I also love what you said about, let's just become, let's let them become whatever they, whatever they're meant to be and not constantly try to be 
meddling in there and molding them into something that we feel like they should be. Um, thank you, Bonnie, for this great conversation. Thanks for coming on today. Well, thank you, Crystal. Um, why don't you tell us quick how people can find you? I'll add it to the show notes as well. Are you on social media, website? Where can they connect with you? Um, my website is bonnielyman.com. Okay. Uh, they can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Bonnie Lyman Coaching. Awesome. And um, I offer free one-on-one 60-minute consults if you just want to talk about your issue, what's going on. And um, I just really love what I do. I love seeing the transformation and it's, it's what I've decided to do with my life as I have these five adult children off navigating their lives. Yes. You have some amazing adult children too. I know a few of them and they're pretty great. So (laughs) you must have done a great job. Uh, I don't take, I don't take the credit because I'm not (laughs) going to take the credit for the mistake. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. Thank you, Bonnie. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you give it five stars on Apple and check out my monthly membership for moms in the show notes. Hi, and thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying learning about all these concepts, how to change our relationship with our kids, how to change our relationship with ourselves, how to have healthy boundaries, how to have more compassion for ourselves. All of these things boil down to one main concept, think, feel, do. Our thoughts or the way that we think creates how we feel and how we feel is the emotion that then fuels what we do. So if we want to change anything in our lives, it starts with our thoughts. If you would like to take these concepts and implement them, not just listen to them and think, okay, that's lovely, that's interesting. If you really want to have it change your life, it starts with implementation. Come to my free workshop, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Parenting on November 23rd and 24th with an open coaching call on November 29th. A recording will be available for everyone who registers. I hope to see you there. Bring a friend.